the Lord, and I'm anticipating something great for every person in here in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, brother. You share with us your word in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just, I just pray, Father God, tonight, Lord, that we receive with meekness the engrafted word, the implanted word of God, Lord, which is able to save our souls, Lord Jesus. Father God, Lord Jesus, we look unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. Lord, and Lord, for the joy that was set before you, Lord, you showed us by example, Lord, with meekness, how to follow you, how to serve you, Lord. And tonight, Lord, my prayer tonight, Lord, to you, Lord God, is that the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth, Lord, would be acceptable in your sight tonight as we hear your word. We thank you and we praise you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good evening, everybody. It's always uh, a blessing to be uh, able to share the Word of God uh, in any capacity. And Pastor, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. And I'm so thankful. And who's, who can just attest to, uh, of this morning's awesome message of hearing the, the Word? The seed is the Word of God, and we can receive that and grow from that. So I'm thankful that God has brought me to a place where I can not only experience his presence, but I can, I can uh, experience not just here, but in my home. I'm learning that. I'm learning that I can take hold of the things of God and personalize them in my life. And, and that is what has given me some great victories in my life. It's helping me every day as I esteem the things of God more important than other things that I used to. And I know you were mentioning this this morning, Pastor, how God will allow us to sort of just let go of things that don't really add any value to our lives. And, but then bring in awesome things like his word, his spirit, his blood, the church, right? All these things are God's influence upon our lives. And so I'm just learning to receive and want more of God's influence in my heart. And there's so many ways that can happen. And we're living in, uh, we're in a place like this, right, where we hear messages from God all the time. And I, I pray I never take them for granted, but I'm always praying in the prayer room that I can receive whatever God is trying to share, that he, he stirs and creates good ground in my life, that I can receive the word of God and it can take root. And, it, and if that comes in the form of chastisement or correction or direction or inspiration, I want to be able to receive that in Jesus' name. So tonight, I want to just encourage you a little bit, if I can, um, about the church in the wilderness. <laughs> How many knows that there was a church in the wilderness in the Old Testament? Isn't that awesome? And when I looked up the word church, I realized the definition you'll find is ecclesia, Right? E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A, and it really means a calling out, right? And that's exactly what God did for the children of Israel. He called them out of Egypt, and we're well acquainted with the Old Testament story with Moses leading them out of Egypt from the bondage of Pharaoh, right? And it says that they were called out to serve the Lord. And the reference, actually, if you want to look this up, is in the book of Acts, chapter 7, as Stephen was, was testifying to the Pharisees. He was breaking it down how that God indeed had a church in the Old Testament wilderness. 
And that church is the assembly of people, right, who he calls out. Um, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, it says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Fast forward to the New Testament, right? We hear Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I just realized from Old to New Testament, it's the same God doing the same thing right? He's delivering people out of bondage. Isn't that awesome? And I like how in the, in, the, in the book of Exodus, it says that God heard their sorrows. He knew their sorrows. And the Bible tells us in the New Testament that godly sorrow is what leads us unto repentance. And God hears our heart. And we just heard Jesus say that that is why he came, to heal the brokenhearted, right? And oftentimes we find the Lord in that brokenness, and that's fine with God right? He knows our broken state, right? He knew the bondage of his people, and he came to deliver them. So from Old to New Testament, as I read the Bible, I see these great parallels, right? And it just encourages me in realizing there's so much I can learn from even the children of Israel as they traveled through the wilderness. And it wasn't the will of God that they remained in the wilderness for 40 years, right? But, and he, 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 but he led them regardless. And one of the main themes I'm drawing from the Old Testament and the New Testament is this, the, 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 the aspect of learning to follow, right? Or following before I can lead, right? Following is, learning to follow God is a theme that is ringing louder and louder as I read the Bible. Learning how to do that, and we see that example after example, but as we read about the children of Israel, we see that God really just wanted to lead them. Right? And, and Pastor mentioned not too long ago how God uses the natural right, to bring us into the supernatural. Isn't that awesome? It's the same God. And he did that in the Old Testament. He gave them manna. Right? How awesome is that? Has anyone ever studied that? <laughs> manna? It's pretty cool, right? It was just there every morning. And the word manna, if you ever look it up, it just says, it means, what is it? <laughs> so it's like, what is it? But, you know, and sometimes we don't understand the things of God because they're spiritual. God knows that. The Bible says because they're spiritually discerned, our carnal nature, which we all have, by the way, cannot understand these things, but God is standing by to help us. And the point is that we learn to let him lead us in life, right? And he's leading us somewhere to what is called a promise, right? And promises are something that we can embrace in the word of God. On Thursday night, we discussed a little bit in our Regeneration Road about claiming promises. And as I was reading and preparing for that night, I realized the entire Bible is filled with promises that you and I can claim right? And to encourage, I was encouraged to make my own declarations, right? And I was careful, and if I may read a few of them for you, but I was careful to read, to leave out two specific words, I and will, right? Because we can start making declarations that sound great, but if we want to include those two words, to me, it, it makes it sound like I can kind of do things without the help of God. 
So I intentionally left those two words out, and I realized that I can, with the help of God, do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So some of these declarations I've declared are, by faith in Jesus Christ I can stand fast, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made me free, and I will not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. By faith in Jesus Christ I can, through the Holy Ghost, fortify the deeds of the body, right? I can, by faith in God, surrender my will to his perfect will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So many things we can claim in our lives, and I believe when we start taking God's word and we start speaking them, writing them out, and we start applying them to those areas of our life where we are weak in or we're struggling in, we're going to see some great victories. Because ultimately, from Old to New Testament, the other theme I see is that God really just wants us to always rely on him for everything, right? For everything, from the least to the greatest, right? And it's okay that we, we reach out to him every day to say, help me, Lord. Lord, I recognize that my, I'm, I'm a fallen human being. My, my carnal nature is always there to, to, to contend with, but I can, with your help, Lord, overcome these things. The Bible says in, in Psalms 51, David cried out and, and, and made the claim that the Lord restoreth my soul. He's restoring us constantly. It's a process that ETH is indicating that it's an ongoing process of restoring us and helping us overcome things. And I appreciate your testimony, brother. You know, we all, we all have those areas in our life where God just shows up and he says, hey, I'm standing by to help. We can, we can get through this together. You don't have to do this on your own. Amen. So in John chapter 15, as the called out church, what is God calling us out to be? He has separated us. The, the, the words in the Old Testament that God used was that he severed his people from everybody else. He severed them so that they could be a peculiar people, right? That they could be known by their God, right? And he wanted, he had a plan for them. And his plan was to give them an inheritance, right? A land that flows with milk and honey, right? And all they had to do is follow the Lord's instructions, accept what he was trying to show them and embrace those things. Right? And he was leading them into a land that was already occupied by somebody else. And that's often how God finds us, is that our lives are occupied for so many other things. And that we, 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 we realize, wow, how can, how can I even be saved? Right? Great example, brother. We, Jesus reaches out immediately, right? When we start sinking in, in our sins, uh, he saves us. But how can I be, how do, how, how do I have room for God in my life when all this stuff's going on? in the world, right? The cares of this world, which was talked about this morning. How can these things, how can God even be a part of my life? Well, God told the children of Israel that it was going to be a slow process of driving out all these nations. And why was God driving out these nations? Because they had committed all kinds of things that did not give him glory, right? A lot of the stuff we wrestle with in our lives, idolatry and all kinds of things. But he said this is going to be a slow process of driving them out. And I think that sometimes we get frustrated that God doesn't instantly heal us or instantly we don't overcome something because it didn't happen in a service or in a week or in a month or even in a year. But recognize that if we stay plugged into the things of God, if we just continue to look to Jesus and say, I can, with your help, God, overcome and stay in his presence and and have a hunger and thirst after his righteousness, that slowly he will work these things out. 
right? The Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Of course, that doesn't apply to do it on our own. It might sound like that, but we know we can't do that without God's help. And he's standing by to supply that kind of help every day. The Bible says he continues every day to intercede for us. He's our greatest advocate. These are words the New Testament uses to describe the action of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives today that is available in abundance for every man. And so if we can learn to, to eliminate a couple of those words like I will, maybe that can help us realize that, no, I, I really can't. I can't really will anything, right? There's a lot of self-help books that kind of teach that, that you can just will things and they will happen. But if, even if they do, I don't want anything to do with that if it wasn't from God, right? I choose to have to be completely dependent on God. And I believe, Pastor, you shared a lot about that, how blessed are those who are poor in spirit, because that means they're depending on God for everything. And God help us do that every day. If we would be so bold to make that claim and, and make that petition to God, I believe God is standing by to help with every single need um, in our lives. So as a called out people, what is God calling us to do today in the New Testament? Okay, Jesus said in John 15, 16, he said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. God wants us to have that kind of relationship with him. We don't have to beg God for things. We understand when we, can, when we surrender to him and our goals and our, our ambitions and our will and our, our point of view and our perspective aligns with God's, then these things can come to pass because we have the right perspective. God first, and then everything else after that. Isn't that awesome? And that's the message Jesus is teaching us, but it's the called out church. He has chosen us. We have the privilege to be the church. Jesus said to Peter in the New Testament that the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. The church is his body, right? And he is the head of that body in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. We get an opportunity to be a participate in the body and recognize that it's not about a me thing. It's not about me being a one-man show and going on my own and trying to do great things for God. I just need to depend on the influence of God. One of them is the body. That's a huge influence, right? Staying plugged in. And Jesus said, if we abide in him, then we can produce fruit. We can't do it on our own. It, does, it, it ain't going to happen. But sometimes, like, we, we have so many examples, and God's word is so awesome to teach us of those examples that we have to continually look to God for leading us, right? We, we, we learned recently in our Wednesday Bible study that Moses, right, he wasn't allowed to enter into the promised land because he started, he took it upon himself to do something his own way. Right? And we know that, that that speaks a lot towards leadership, but we can also apply it to our lives. Just recognize that, hey, i got to rely on God for everything. i got to let him lead me. i got to learn this in this life. You know, this is the goal of this life, letting God lead me. And the Bible says those who are led of God, the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. Right? And that is the goal. And if you read the Old Testament, you realize that God led them by day in a pillar of cloud, and by night by a pillar of fire. And that never left for 40 years. 40 years. Imagine that. That manna was there every morning for 40 years. Their feet, their shoes never wore out for 40 years. Right? But we don't have to wander around for 40 years in our life trying to develop a relationship with God. 
It can happen the day we decide that I'm going to esteem the things of God more important than the things of this temporary life. And it's abundantly available. The grace is there. God's favor, his influence, right, in our lives is available. 1 Peter 2.10 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. Again, God uses the, nat the natural to bring us into the supernatural, but he has called us out. We are a chosen people. We are the ecclesia of today, right? And God's not asking us to be separate so we can think of ourselves as better than anybody else or holier than thou or anything like that. He's just saying, hey, I've called you to live a life, to believe in me, to follow me, and then like pastor so eloquently reminded us of this morning when we do these signs shall follow those who believe they will they will just follow us we don't have to follow those and i appreciate that lesson this morning that was awesome that'll come that's the fruit that'll come we can be the wheat that is bowed down to the lord god almighty right when he appears we don't have to worry about having to, to figure it all out up front but just relying on god that but his will is that we show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness, brother. So I appreciate your testimony. And anytime we get an opportunity to testify of the things of God and what he's done for us, let's do it. Let's just share. You don't have to know. Our job is not to memorize the entire Bible before we can testify, but just share what you know, right? The Bible says that John and Peter and John were, were considered unlearned and ignorant men, but yet they had just done a miracle, right? And they, they reminded everybody it wasn't by their own strength and, or their own righteousness, but it was through the power of the name of Jesus Christ. He did this miracle. And we can make that same claim because we have been called out, right? God has called us. He, he draws us in with his spirit. And the way it worked for me was there was just void, a huge void in my life that had caused me to look to the world, right, to, the, 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 to, to fulfill my life. It made me hunger. I had this hunger, and it was frustrating. It led to a lot of loneliness and isolation. And God brought me to a place where I could lift up my hands. And I, I remember the, the day I walked in here, I just knew this is where I belong, that I'm going to receive something here. Because it wasn't about the man that was up here behind a pulpit. It wasn't about the singers. It wasn't about a program. It was about letting the Lord lead us and fill us, right? Amen. To, to, to partake of that heavenly gift called the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that awesome? And that we can re, be renewed in that every day. It's not a one and done thing. God doesn't operate like that. He wants to fill us every day. That's how abundant he has made things available for us. Acts chapter 1 says, And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. This is Jesus speaking, and one of the last things he said to his disciples, because they were, they were wondering, wanting to know what's going to be happening soon. What are the things to come? And sometimes we can kind of get caught up in that today. We want to know, right, the real deal. We want to know the news. We want to know the bigger picture of all that's going on. But really, is that a battle we want to fight in our lives? But Jesus said, but 
Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The, the reason God gives us of his Holy Spirit is so we can be witnesses. Just a witness. Let our light so shine. Learn to let that Holy Spirit in us lead us, and God will never lead us astray. Right? He's leading us. Let, it, let that Holy Spirit inside of us lead us into the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Lead us by the still waters. Just let us learn to let God lead us in life. Amen. We must truly follow to lead. If I, if I can't allow myself to be surrendered and, and let God lead me, it's going to be hard for me to be, uh, partake in, in, and help anybody else find themselves, find their way to that cross, right, to Calvary. How can I do that? But if they see that I'm being led, not of my own will, but God's will, and only by God, only by God's grace, only by the Holy Ghost can we let God lead us and not our own will. And I really appreciate the teaching that Pastor shares about the difference between our will, our human spirit, and God's spirit, right? Our human spirit has limitations, and, and it can do great things, but it has, doesn't stand a chance when those spiritual battles, battles rise up and try to influence us. That is why we need the Holy Ghost. That is why it was a promise, and that is why it was prophesied about in the Old Testament, and that is why we absolutely need it. And without it, we are really hopeless, right? And we're, we're going to be wandering around in that wilderness of carnality, of self-will, and being frustrated. So we need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Behold, Jesus said, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If we open the door, he's, the Bible says he will come into us. I love that. He will come into us, the Holy Ghost, right? And, and dine with us, sup with us. And as I was reading Revelations, I was like, wait, where's, where's that term Holy Ghost in the book of Revelation? Right? It's like the last book of the Bible. But I realized that the Bible speaks of the seven spirits of God. And what is that? That's the perfect work of the Holy Ghost in the church. Right? Isn't that awesome? From, from the entire, throughout the entire Bible, the spirit of God is present to lead, Lord, to help us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God has chosen us in our generation to be separate. Right? To stand and to be, be, be a message of his uh, word, his spirit, his love, his compassion. And we just can't do it on our own, right? As a matter of fact, it's not even going to matter to us at all if, until God gets a hold of us. Until we get a hold of the things of God and accept his help in our lives, those things won't really mean much to us, right? And we're just going to continue to wander around. But the Bible says, to the called out ones, the ecclesia, the church, Right, is who he's going to use to push back against the oppression in this world, to, to lead people into truth. Right, we get an opportunity to be a part of that every time we open our word. And, and I've been encouraged so much lately to recognize that my relationship with God really is very a, a very direct proportion to my relationship with the Word of God. Right? And you read Psalms 119, that makes it very clear. And so I have to ask myself, how do, what is my perspective? How do I view the Word of God? You know? What priority does it have in my life? And if I let it have a priority, wow, then the things of God become 
greater and greater. The things of the world just become less and less important, less and less enthusiastic. I just, eh, they don't really help me much, right? So embracing the things of God. Jesus said, ultimately, to his disciples, go ye therefore and preach the gospel, right? Let us learn to be led of God so that we can lead others. Jesus was all about disciple making, right? He chose 12 men, right? And they turned the world upside down. But the reason they were able to be discipled is because they spent time with Jesus, right? We too, if we want to learn to lead others to Christ, must spend time with the Lord. And we have so many ways to do that today. Let him lead us because, you know, he has greater things for us, greater fulfillment, greater purpose. And as I, as I embrace the things of God in my own life, I realize God just keeps adding blessings that I couldn't have got any other way. Opening doors that I had no idea could be open. Shutting doors that needed to be shut. All because God, because God is helping me in Jesus' name. So we have the instructions from Jesus himself to go and make disciples. So my prayer is, Lord, help me be a disciple. Help me be discipled. Help me be teachable and remain teachable so that I can help others find their way to you in Jesus' name. The Bible says we, uh, if we humble ourselves, right, he will come in. He will lift us up. And in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that if we come boldly before the throne of grace, we can have that boldness to appear in judgment one day by continually come, to come boldly before the throne of grace and ask him for, for help in our time of need. He wants to be the provider in our lives, the one we turn to when we need help, the one we turn to when our heart's longing for things, the one we turn to for healing, for deliverance, for help, right? He's the God. I always re I'm always reminded that Jesus inhabits eternity. He is the God of all flesh, and there's nothing too hard for him to do. So if you're here tonight and you're hearing this message, my encouragement to you is recognize that you, recognize that you can be part of the called out ones that Jesus is calling out to serve him, and that if we today, if we today hear his voice and harden not our hearts, that we can surrender all with his help we can do the things that we never thought we could do in jesus name so today if you are here and you would like to surrender i would encourage you to to know that today is the day that god is standing by to give you something to help you overcome to break down a stronghold to give you a deliverance in jesus name we just need to trust him and thank you lord jesus for this opportunity to share as we pray lord we lift up our hands lord we ask you father god to heal lord the brokenhearted to come in we welcome you lord into our hearts and minds right now in jesus name lord we welcome you into the secret places of our lives father god you know where we've been lord and you're standing by to help us lord jesus lord help us to surrender today let this be the day of our victory lord jesus we don't need to wait we don't need to put this off any longer today is the day of salvation will you be saved will you accept the invitation that jesus is offering all of us if you're online tonight we pray for you we pray a blessing in your life i pray if you're struggling with anything you can just know tonight night if you give it to the lord in jesus name he is standing by to take that away in the name of jesus christ lord we thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be in your holy presence lord and we welcome you lord to have your way in this place tonight in the name of jesus we pray amen hallelujah
Hey, Scott. I'm going to invite you, if you would, uh, Sister Chrissy's going to come up and she's going to finish with a song tonight. I'm going to encourage you just to come back down to this altar with me. Would you do that? Come on, let's have a little family time around this altar. Let's just, let's just let the Lord do some, some, some great things for us in Jesus' name. Can you